Were you recording? Damn, were you not recording that? No, I wasn't. I just started. Oh, man. (laughs) Because that would have been a funny intro. Inspired by the adventures of our nurses, therapists, and techs, A Beer with Atlas is the only healthcare-traveling, craft-beer-drinking podcast. Each week, we'll open a few beers, talk about the brewery and the style of beer, and then dive into some research curated specifically for each episode. In the end, we hope each one sounds like a conversation you'd have with your friends while enjoying a few cold ones. Welcome to another episode of A Beer with Atlas. I'm Rich. I'm Brian. And I'm scared my dad's going to listen to this episode. Oh, how come? He's not a fan of this particular group. And when I was younger, he Uh told me never to play it in the house. Oh, boy. Uh, Well, okay. There's a common theme here. Yeah. Right? Uh, Because I'm not necessarily a fan either, but we will get into this a little bit. Oh, yeah. So, you're very sultry on your intro. What's, What's going on with that? Are you a Grateful Dead fan at all? Yeah. Really? Yeah. There you go. It's a lifestyle, man. It, do you, do you appreciate fish too? Then no, they suck. <laughs> wow, is that a common thing with jam bands? I mean, I don't know. Okay, I'm I just I just like Jerry. Look, I don't I I don't know I don't know shit about either of them. So I mean, Jerry's missing half of his finger and can still play guitar. Pretty great. Okay, there you I, go. All right. So, beers this week, uh, this week and next week, come to us from Alaska. Our friend and co-worker Aaron Daly went up there and took some amazing pictures. He's a photographer. Uh, yes, as, as he much, is. As much as he enjoys other things. You he, know what Aaron is? Hmm. He's like a professional hobbyist. Yes, he is. He has a yeah. lot of hobbies, mm-hmm. a lot of interests, and a lot of knowledge, and he loves to share them. Yeah. And he's like really good at all of them. Yeah. It's not really fair. Like, oh yeah, I almost get angry about how good he is at all of this stuff. Yeah. You know, there's just some of those people. Yeah. He's, he's also the smartest person I know. Uh, he, he would be, I have said this before, like if I were on a game show, he would be my phone a friend. Oh yeah, definitely. Yes. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so this beer, Grateful Red, comes to us from Kanai River Brewing Company, 308 Homestead Lane, Soldatna, Alaska. Probably going to have to plan a trip to this place. You're not just going to show up there. I'm no, guessing. right now, I don't think he went to Soldatna because it's it's a little more remote, I believe. Oh, you got to like chop her in. Or? Well, if you ask if you ask Steve <laughs> Ryan, yeah, uh, he actually placed one of his longtime travelers. This was way back during his Arius days. Okay, okay, so you have to go way back in the way back machine. Yeah, uh, and I I actually remember her name. She has since passed away. Uh, but she was on a contract in Soldatna, Alaska. Soldatna, Alaska. He had to buy her bear bells. Do you know what bear bells are? No. I assume it's something like you wear around your ankle to scare bears. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. She ding. had to... <laughs> pun intended. Literally. Pun intended. Uh, she had to wear these. You wear them on your ankles when you, because she would walk to work. She would walk to the hospital. Oh my god! And she would wear in the these. Town you had to wear them. In, yes, yeah, to scare the bears off because it was in the middle of winter. So, wow, oh, I'm yeah. not. I'll, I'd stay in Omaha. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah. bear bells. No, she. Uh, yeah, I actually. Yeah, it's it, it's interesting how you remember names and places and people yeah. or what, even from that far, from that long back yep. ago. So, wow. Uh, Kenai River Brewing is open, uh, is closed on Monday, as any good brewery should. Open Tuesday through Saturday, noon to eight. That's good hours. And then closed on Sunday. Mm, so there you go. Uh, mm. 
Okay. It's Alaska. I don't know. The, but thing, you got NFL. You got to have this one. Yeah. Do you, I guess you probably root for the Seattle team, I suppose. I guess. I don't even know. Uh, started by Doug Hogue, H-O-G-U-E. Okay. He was a teacher. Uh, I met his wife. I'm sorry. Along with his wife, Amy, uh, they met Wendell, Wendell and Wendy. That's not a tongue twister at yeah, all. Yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah. Wendell and Wendy Dutcher. Uh, then they met John and Naomi Wheatman, and they all bonded over craft beer and home brewing. So hmm. here's how I think it probably went down. Okay. Three dudes knew each other. Sure. Okay. They all got together. They thought, hey, our wives should get to know each other, and then we can homebrew in the garage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Because this isn't an, you know, this is an all too common sure, sort of yeah. story. So in 2006, then they opened Kenai River Brewing Company. 2006, that's a long time. Long time. Yeah. 15 years. They've been doing it quite a while. Yeah. Uh, So it's weird. I almost almost took the role of Brian this week. Oh, okay. So I looked at their food options. Oh. Did you look at this? I I wrote a couple down. All right, go. You go first. Go. Well, the the things that stuck out to me, Mm -hmm. French onion soup. I wrote that down. Did you? It's the soup du jour. The soup of the day. What's the soup du jour? It's the soup of the day. Oh, that sounds good. Look. I'll have that. Look, if you're going to put... <laughs> do you know what that's from? No. What? One more time. One more time. Uh, what's the soup du jour? That's uh, the soup of the day. That sounds good. I think I'll have that. That's from Dumb and Dumber. Yes, oh, it is. Oh, okay. Yes, it okay. is. Right before he meets that guy in the mm, bathroom. Uh, Be here at... Uh, uh, God, what's his name? Uh, he wants to pay for sea it. Seabass. Yeah, Seabass. Seabass. He throws the salt and hits Seabass mm-hmm. with the salt. <laughs> Come on, Dolan. It's been a while oh, since I've boy. seen it. Okay. <sighs> Look, if if... If you're cool enough to put a Dumb and Dumber quote on your website, you're cool enough for me. <laughs> uh-huh. So. I agree. And then I wrote down poutine. You know? Of yes. course. Yep. Wedge salad. Eh, okay. I hadn't seen that anywhere on the breweries. <laughs> and then the house-made ice cream. Oh. I wrote that down. Oh, I bet that's good. I want to try this. This So I, as much as I love tacos, which I saw yeah. was their Friday uh, special was tacos. Okay. Uh, I love wings. Mm, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a I'm a fan of wings. Okay, I'm a connoisseur maybe, yeah. so to speak. Uh, they had two uh, hot wings. They had two different uh, flavors, only two. Okay, our Peninsula Brewers Reserve hot wings. Hmm. So that's got to be one of their beers, right? Yeah. And they used to make the sauce. Okay. Then they also have gummy bear barbecue hot wings. <laughs> What? what in the Sam Hill is gummy bear barbecue hot wings? Maybe they're a little sweet. I don't know. It's got to be like one of those. Have you ever had like meatballs in a crock pot and they put all the, the grape, grape jelly, jelly in yeah. it? Mm-hmm. I bet it's like. I've had that with chicken wings, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I also wrote down beer mac and cheese. But, oh, okay. So I'll that take that good. too. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. Uh, this beer, their beer is only distributed in Alaska and one place in Washington State. Probably the closest place. It, it looks like it's way on the coast. Yeah, so it it looks very nice. simple for it to get yeah. for a boat to, to get. Well, to we that. say simple. It probably isn't simple. Uh, no, no. <laughs> so it's a it's a red. Yeah. It's a little hoppier than I anticipated. Yep. Hoppy, malty. Um, it's a European version of, a, of an amber ale. Mm. Um, they say, here's what it, the description would be. Full-bodied, full-flavored, hoppy, buttery. Yep. I get that. A little sweeter, 
maybe some butterscotch and or caramelized flavor mm-hmm. between four and a half and seven percent. So you can get up to seven. I don't know what this is. Probably because get five, four, five, 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 seven. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and then they say it pairs very well with food, especially things like chicken and turkey. Mm. So poultry huh. pairs oh. with. Yeah. Like, like, like you had a Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving dinner, Thanksgiving and a big dinner? Old pour oh. this. That'd probably be pretty good. Mm. Yeah. Here's a couple of the other beers I wrote down from this this place. Okay. They have one called the Lime Duck. So not lame duck, but lime duck. The lime okay. duck. It's their Mexican lager. Mm. Moose Gallop Ale, which is a golden ale. And that's 5%. Uh, they have one just called Breakfast Beer, which I'm a fan of breakfast beers. Okay, sure. Yeah. That's a milk stout, 4.9. You know, so you ease into oh, the day. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Spruce Tip Double IPA, the Dippa. We mm. Now, you know, we've struggled with spruce tips in the past. 9.2. Right. And that seems to be an Alaska thing. Wasn't that, a, yeah. wasn't that where we got that from? Was, yes. I think so. Uh, episode, sometimes you get those, what's like three? Episode three, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was one of the first ones, yeah. Kind of like a uh, gin flavor mm-hmm. sometimes with those. Juniper. Yeah. Yeah. And then Sunken Island, which is an English-style IPA. So I assume way more malty, more like a West Coast, um, 6.8%. Okay. So those are some of the other beers they have on tap. They have 21 taps. At this brewery. Wow. Which is quite all, a few. All of their own? As far as what I could tell, yeah. Huh. Well, I looked at the picture. I tried to scroll it in pretty close, but it looked like, yeah. Uh, and then as far as uh, I have to hit the merchandise, because I look at that, mm-hmm. um, yeah. they have their own ugly Christmas sweater, a brewery version, which is great. So you can buy their ugly mm-hmm. Christmas Can I River thing. And I mean, why not? I would do that. I You're mean, already had, like yeah. that close to the North Pole. You, know, you need right? it just to stay warm. Right? right. And then they have nine different style and or design of hats. Hmm. Which, cool. you know, I probably end up with three it's, or four. Exactly. So that's mm. that's the merch and the other beers. Hmm. Now, as far as Red Ale, we talked about some of the characteristics it should have. Um, some of the other places that have them. Kanaw Creek Brewing Company. Heard of them? I've heard of them. They have a really good one. Uh, and then Boulder Beer Company. Yep, has a. This is kind of a, like an OG style of craft beer, like the Red. Okay. Like that's something that you would have seen in the late '80s, early mm-hmm. '90s. So some of these breweries that have been around a long time, still have Red. Now a lot of places that are new, mm-hmm. you won't find this style. Hmm. I remember the first Red I ever had. Oh, okay. If you if you it wasn't Killigans. No, uh, no, <laughs> no. And I never. That was my roommate in college would drink that all the time. It was called Single Engine Red from Denali Brewing Company in Alaska. Oh, okay. Yep. And I, I kind of fell in love with the style at that point. Like, I really liked that beer a lot. Mm-hmm. That was so early in my beer journey, though. I mean, yeah. that was... I was looking for... I, there was no way I was going to get to IPAs or stouts at that point. Yeah. It was sours and lagers and, and you know, that and ales and that kind of thing. You know, when you drink this, it's almost like a bridge between a brown and an IPA. Absolutely. It's yeah. like in the middle. It's like, get the roastiness of the brown. Mm-hmm. Has some hops. Mm-hmm. It's not overly hoppy, but it's it's more hoppy than a, you know, standard blonde or lager or something like that. The, the smell is definitely more of a brown ale. Mm-hmm. That kind of nutty sort of smell. Yeah. What What's the difference between a red and, and an amber? I think the interchangeable depends on where you make them. Oh, okay. Um, it's, uh, it has been called a red more in, I think, in Europe. It was more of an amber okay. here. Mm-hmm. But as far as like, I think it's pretty interchangeable as far as the name goes. Because mm-hmm. I've had like reds that taste like ambers and ambers that taste like yeah. reds and... I yeah. think it's just a name mm. convention. I don't oh, think there's I a gotcha. whole lot of difference in the style.
let's talk about the Grateful Dead. Let's do it. Because you can't look at the can, right? You look at the name and you have to. And it, it slaps you in the face. <sighs> if you don't that. know that that's a Grateful Dead ripoff, tie-in, homage, you got problems. Then you got problems. Then you, you might have had too many of these beers. You, you haven't been following along, yeah. yeah. quite honestly. So here's, here's my hot take on the Grateful Dead. Never was a fan. Never. Okay. okay. Never. Uh, I just, it didn't do it for me until 1987. Hmm. Okay. MTV. Touch of gray. Exactly. Boom. I knew uh. it. Right. Uh, 1987 release composed by Jerry Garcia, lyrics by Robert Hunter. So yep. Jerry Garcia composed it, which I guess I was kind of surprised by that, but I guess not. He hardly wrote any lyrics. Yeah. They so. had a guy that would go on tour with him and write lyrics Ooh. for like 30 years. He would tour with them. That was his whole job was to write lyrics. But he's kind of like the uh, the other member of the band, mm-hmm. right? Like that most people know, but isn't on yes. stage with them ever. And they, their opinion on him was like they had to bring him on tour. Because if, if he didn't tour, how would he know what they were going through? Oh. Mm. Right? So he's like, he had to live it too. Interesting. And that's how the lyrics would, you know, come organically. So, uh, yeah, forever he, he went with them. So he's the Bernie Toppin to their yeah. Elton John yeah. of sorts? hmm Interesting. Uh, this was the first music video released by the Grateful Dead. Yep. The video was directed by Gary Gutierrez, who had previously created the animation sequences for the Grateful Dead movie. Did not know they had a movie. Yeah, I think it was shot in like parts of it in Egypt, I think. Like the pyramids, Great Pyramid Weird. or something. They had a big concert there. Hmm. Okay. It was also shot after a concert. So they were like, hey, if you guys, anybody wants to stick around, we're going to shoot a music video. We need some crowd. Guess what? Everybody stayed. Why would you not stay? Yeah. yeah. Deadheads, man. I guess. Yep. Yeah. They would drive hours and hours and sleep in their cars oh, to watch these forever. guys. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Grateful Dead also released a 30-minute documentary called Dead Ringers, The Making of Touch of Grey, about the production of the music video. The documentary was directed by Justin Kreutzman, the son of late Bill, drummer Bill Kreutzman. Uh-huh, yep. Oh, I thought that was fun that he Interesting. directed that, yeah. yeah. So, Touch of Grey reached number nine in the Billboard Hot 100 chart and peaked at number one on the mainstream rock charts. <laughs> Yeah, it was their biggest hit ever. But then, I, so I think at some point we talked about the Grateful Dead on one of the other podcasts. We maybe about, maybe just we about, have yeah about jam bands and that yep. kind of thing. Yep. I, I want to say, and you went through like a list of songs, and this doesn't even touch the closest number of songs that they played. Right? Sure, I mean, yeah. There are other songs they played way more times than this. It was just the one that happened to hit MTV, and that's what we yep. all. And so that's. I almost feel gross talking about like that's the one because like so as a Pink Floyd fan I would ask other people like if they're wearing a Pink Floyd shirt like oh what's your favorite song and they say Comfortably Numb or Another Brick in the Wall and they say Get Out of Here right that's, sure but or whatever so you ask me what my favorite Grateful Dead song is is Touch of Grey because of MTV so, so here's a pro tip because I have a couple of them but I, if anybody ever asks you <laughs> your Grateful Dead favorite song mm-hmm. and you want to be cool just say Box of Rain then you're fine box of rain yeah then you they'll be like oh you're a real fan box nice. b-o-x box. yeah of rain of uh-huh. rain yep to say that's your favorite this is my connection this is the first time i ever heard grateful dead okay. i'm pretty sure my cousin travis he was a deadhead hmm. in the uh he was about i'm gonna guess eight years older than me okay he's probably about 50 now so in the 80s 
he was, you know, 16. <laughs> the Grateful Dead lifestyle, you know, appeals to 16-year-olds sure. and, you know, 46-year-olds or whatever. Uh, it's, a, it's a thing. So I heard this song, saw the video at his house. Mm-hmm. I remember he had the big, like, fabric flag poster <laughs> hanging on there with the skeleton <laughs> and with the roses on the head. Yes. That was where my first introduction to the Grateful Dead was. Did he appreciate Touch of Grey? I think so. Okay. I think uh, I think for Grateful Dead fans, it was kind of like, what? What? Huh? Why? Why are we popular? This is like our little secret. But then also, I think it was just it made it harder to get tickets for a while to yeah. the concerts. Right. You know, but uh, because idiots like me might like, show up there. What? But otherwise, it was just a blip. I mean, they've yeah. been playing shows for. 30 years at that point almost so i i guess to a certain extent like i, I never really appreciated it. i like the video the videos like skeleton like puppets yeah, it's a mix between yeah the live band and the skeleton version of the band yes and then at the end of the like at the end of the video it pans out and you see like way above like the skeletons are kind of marionettes oh yeah they're like fishing line right yeah and then, like, each of the band members is controlling their uh-huh. own, like, skeleton marionette yeah. puppet, which is kind of fun. So, I wrote this down. I read the lyrics. They are gibberish. Mm-hmm. They really are. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> so, here we go. And they, there's just two of them I clipped out here. This okay. is towards the end. I know the rent is in arrears. The dog has not been fed in, in years. years. Yeah. It's even worse than it appears. But, but it's, it's all, all right. right. Yeah. Cows are giving kerosene. The kid can't read at 17. The words he knows are all obscene. But it's all right. There you go. I will get by. I, I, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. I remember the video. I of mean, course. it's just, yeah. Of course. There's, a, there's an old friend. I'm friends with him on Facebook. He's a chef now, which is kind of fun. His name's Joey Paulson. And uh, he, he, was a, he was my, he was kind of my first, like, introduction to deadheads. Mm-hmm. Like, that was his thing or whatever. Sure. So, yeah. I, I think... Because of that song, we had uh, probably more deadheads in high school than would have normally been. Probably. They were, you know, my age when that video came out and probably found out about them. And so eight years later, right. you know, you're 16 at that time. That's yeah. a good time to be a deadhead. We were, there were, there were other groups. There were, there were Led Zeppelin fans and Doors fans oh, yeah, and Beatles fan. fans. Yep. And, right. I mean, you yeah. kind of fell into one of those categories. So my house was, uh, Beatles and the Doors. Hmm. A dead-free zone. Dead-free zone. So what didn't he like? The why, noodling? Yeah, why, dad, why did your dad hate that? I don't know. He also did not like uh, Zeppelin. He didn't like... Oh. Yeah, so it wasn't like that Grateful Dead versus Zeppelin sure. thing that was going on. He was just mm. Beatles, the Doors, mm. uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Okay, oh, I can live with those so, things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's pretty heavy guitar... I yeah. guess, I mean, yeah, okay, I guess I could see. I think that's a lot yeah. of it. He was just like, the guitar playing was meh. Mm, okay, mm. interesting. In the Grateful Dead. I remember the first time I brought home uh, The Doors' Greatest Hits on tape. And my room was upstairs, and I set it on the steps, and we had to eat dinner. And my dad walked by, and he just smiled. Was and it the double cassette? <laughs> yes, it was. With the yeah. shirtless pick? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. I had that one. And he just smiled. And I thought in my head, you son of a bitch mm. I don't want <laughs> I don't want you to like this but you like this way before I oh, did yeah. so yeah. yeah it's funny you want 
the real deal? You hit want me. the scoop? Hit me. All right. Do you know what this logo is called? Mm-mm. No. Do you notice it on my shirt? I, I do. do. Yes. This is a different brewery. From Stop? Stop Brewing? Stoop? Stoup? Stoup? S-T-O-U-P? Stoup? Stoup. The Art of Science in Beer. It's in uh, Washington State mm-hmm. outside of Seattle. Okay. Oh. This is the same. Okay. What this is, is called the Steal Your Face. That's what it's called. The that's, logo. That's Steal, Steal face. Your Face. Yes. That skull looking logo. It's the same thing on that can. <laughs> okay. Yes. All right. So here's who came up with it. A guy named Bear Stanley. Now, Bear Stanley is a very famous dude in the counterculture world. Okay. He's also, he had like, um, if you're into, we're going to get into the woods a little bit with this. Okay. But um, currently, they every few months release these bootleg albums from the Grateful Dead. They're called Dick's Picks. And they're like, <laughs> this guy's name is, this, the guy's name is Dick, right? Yes. And he's like, okay, this Clutter. concert in 1989 in Grand Rapids, Michigan was awesome. Let's release it on vinyl when they do. Wait, I'm a little confused. Can you explain that to me? They would record like the sound. No, 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 no. Dick's Why picks? They, yeah. It's just because there's... there's <laughs> just kidding. Okay, I was like, what? <laughs> like, they record a concert all the time. They always recorded the mix, the soundboard mix. Okay. And then they release them. There's like huge bootleg community. Mm-hmm. And they were one of the first bands that like encouraged people to come and, and tape them, audio tape. They had a place in the crowd where you could stand in the late 60s, early 70s, you'd be wearing like a reel-to-reel recorder. Because <laughs> that's how you did it. And they would make a room for you over here on the side so you could hold up your microphone and record the concert. And they would trade them with your friends or That's whatever. so cool. And there was like a bootleg market for that. And they still continue to kind of do that. So Bear Stanley was a sound engineer and slash chemist, uh, which is important. Uh, when you're in the Grateful Dead sure. community. Oh, I understand. I understand. Um, he was the first individual to mass make LSD. Oh. So they hmm. would do the uh, acid test concerts in the mid-60s in San Francisco, hate Ashbury time. And basically, you'd go to a house show, and Timothy Leary or this guy, Bear Stanley, would mm-hmm. just dose you. You'd drink some Kool-Aid or whatever. Whoa. And then Grateful Dead would play, and you'd be tripping, and it would be a great time. And that's what they did. Forever wow. and ever and ever. Wow. No wonder he, they had so many fans. No kidding. He also was the one that kind of came up with, they called it the wall of sound. Different um, than the one, oh, the guy convicted of murder. I can't think of the top of my head. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about? No. 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 Oh, gosh. That's going to drive me crazy. All right, part I'll of the, think of it. The dead had seen? Like, no, this, this, was a, this was a guy that did Motown records. Oh, but he, okay. He, uh, just type in wall of sound it'll tell you he did Beatles records too anyway Bear Stanley comes up with the idea of like stacking amps he's the first one that ever did that so they stacked amps super high Uh, and then that was when they would play their shows they were usually pretty loud Phil Spector Phil Spector he was also he had a different kind of wall of sound interesting Mm -hmm. Uh, that was more vocal stacking Hmm. Um, he was the first one to Bear Stanley to make up this logo so in 69 the band's playing a festival and even if you've played a show with more than two bands, your gear is all in the same road cases. It all looks the same. Yeah. He's like, we need a logo so that we can load out fast. So we know our stuff versus the other people's stuff. 
let's get out of here. That's what they wanted to do. Mm. So we came up with this logo idea. He had seen it like on a bumper sticker and it was a, like a lightning bolt and then red and blue on other side of the lightning bolt. Mm-hmm. So that was the first original idea. And he takes it to their friend who's named Bob Thomas, who was like an illustrator, um, graphic designer. And he had also earlier designed the dancing bears for the yeah. Grateful Dead. Yeah. So together they collaborated and they came up with this image and that's what they start putting on the road cases. Hmm. So like, okay, there's Jerry's, you know, bunch of guitars or mm-hmm. whatever, Bob Weir's bass, but are bam on the drum kit. That's what we got. Were they the first band to do this? I don't know if they were the first one. I think the who had a lot of stuff like that too. Okay. I was going to say, because this is like common practice now. Now, like, hmm. but this was like kind of where it started. So we're talking 50 something years ago. Um, at first it was just that logo. Um, later they called it the Grateful Dead logo initially when someone fans would see it, that was like, okay, we know that's Grateful Dead stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the fans, um, later called it Steely for <laughs> some reason and then steal your face. So that was how it kind of over time changed. Interesting. It was due to the fans, not the guy that did it. Huh. Um, in 1972, April 17th there's a song that comes out called he's gone. And that's the first time that Jerry sings the line about stealing your face. It's like the line is, I'm going to steal your face right off your head. And Hmm. that was about drummer Mickey Hart's dad, who was their tour manager a couple years before that and stole a bunch of money from the band. Hmm. So he's basically saying, I'm going to steal everything you got. I will even steal your face. And that connects with the fans. They put it on the logo and that's how it all kind of mm. ties together. Um, 1976, the band embraces this. They release a double album called Steal Your Face. So that's the first time they've like officially said, this is what we're going to say this is now. Uh, and it was a big album for them. Um, it had the skull on it. So if you look at the album cover, it's just that logo, basically. And then I think there's some roses maybe on the top. Um, then they used it in, we were talking about the movie earlier. Mm-hmm. It's in that. Um, the song shows up in there. Their set lists were very different all the time. That's why these dicks picks mm. are popular because people fight over the best set list ever, oh. the best shows ever, because they're so different. It's not like what we're used to nowadays where you go to see a band and you look online and you're like, okay, yeah. here's the, I know where I'm going to go get a beer because he's going to play this song. Eat. Right. Like mm. they didn't do that. They barely even had set lists. They would just be like, all right, this is what we're going to play tonight. Let's mm. do it mm. as they would play. So it was, I guess, fairly popular. It was bootlegged a lot, this image. They would make, like, there's a whole community around the dead, and we could do for hours and hours of this stuff. Oh, yeah. But it was on T-shirts and blankets and posters and anything you wanted to do. If you saw that, that meant you were in the know, you liked the Grateful Dead, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Uh, last time they really used it, like, it kind of was adopted, like, officially, um, but it was this thing called Bear's Choice. So like like the Dick's Picks, right? Mm-hmm. He made an album off the soundboard mixes, put it on there again, and the bands called it Steely. Mm. So they went from the Steal Your Face, all that sort of thing. But it was one of those things that just morphed because of the fan interaction and more and more people talking about it, and they just liked it. It's just kind of a cool look. I don't know, I think. Oh, I think I mean, between... Obviously, this brewery took it, and that right. brewery took it. 
and the band has it and like how did i mean everybody knew of somebody in high school that had a shirt that absolutely had this on it that was tie-dye and my friend joey paulson right there I mean, you go yeah so, between between this and the bears right between the, this and the dancing bears mm-hmm. i don't think there are more recognizable logos but this from bands i think you're right and like other than maybe the rolling stones mouth yes yeah i was gonna yes. say that's pretty big and uh but, man i think there's a connection actually well, between those two and you but, talked about it, the jim morrison where mm-hmm. he doesn't you know he doesn't have a shirt but that's on. not necessarily i mean that's like an image that we you yeah, know right. come with where yeah. this is like you just see this mm-hmm. and you know exactly what the band yep. what it is yep. and what it stands for mm-hmm. um he put it on his ties mm-hmm. remember jerry garcia had his own line of like ties which was funny in the 90s mm-hmm. like he was they had ways they're like almost as more merchandising <laughs> with them than kiss I, I would only buy, so I used to buy them at Dillard's. Mm-hmm. That was where you could get them. Yes. Uh, so when I was, I was a manager of a theater back in the day, theater, motion pictures, not, not acting. Sure. Uh, I would only wear Jerry Garcia ties. I loved them. I loved nice. them. They were just so different and weird. Yeah. And I, had just, a, I have a Christmas one oh, that I man. still have. I got it in the late 90s. It's just but, conversational. They're fun. For sure. Yeah. But this guy, Bear Stanley, kind of an innovator. Mostly known for his acid, to be quite honest. Like, he's the one that started. I think he's the one that gave it to the Beatles. Whoa. Like, in acid? 67, yeah. Like, mm. I think they were hanging out and he gave it to John. <laughs> so, it's like he's he's touched a lot of things, no obviously. Kidding. And changed the whole world, quite honestly. What's the movie where uh, it, Jack Black, he's like one of the Beatles. They're <laughs> like, walk hard? Walk hard. Yeah. And like, we're the Beatles. <laughs> Yeah, he's in that yeah. Justin Long, I think, plays George Harrison, and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, Dewey Cox. <laughs> yeah. Man. And I, they're doing acid there, too, or are they mm-hmm. just, mm-hmm. they're doing yep. something. Like, man, you don't want any of this. <laughs> that's right. I do yeah. want this. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's kind of funny. But that was hmm. all around, yeah, 1967, 1968, hmm. um, and that's still to this day. Like, the version of The Grateful Dead that's still out there touring with John Mayer, um, whoa, 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 what? Yeah, Re- no, this is that's not real life. Oh yeah, really? John yeah. Mayer is singing Grateful Dead songs uh-huh. on tour. Dead and Company is it's called. It's all the original members that are still around. Okay, and the shows are like three and a half, four hours, and he, it's amazing. No I would, I would pay. Way. I would pay five hundred dollars to go to one of these shows. Just I bet to it's see a, him. I bet it's an experience. Oh yeah, but they only play like they go on a tour, but they play like eight shows a tour. And it's like San Francisco, New York, L.A., Dallas, uh, Miami. It's like he ain't coming here. They're in Europe a lot. But, yeah, he's he's kind of stepped in. He knows all the dead songs, plays them like Jerry. And I did not know this. Yep. It's like his big, I don't know if it's side hustle, because he's been doing it the last three or four years now pretty extensively. Uh, here's the thing. If you're, when you're John Mayer, you can do whatever the hell you want. I guess. Right? I mean, that's... Like, his actual career has taken a backseat to being in Dead and Company. <laughs> <laughs> Which is weird because he's, you know, one of the most famous and big selling album, like artists of our current times. Does he cross over, like sing a couple of his own songs in there or whatever? No, no, no. He just does Grateful Dead yeah. songs. Yep. That's freaking And cool. a lot of them he doesn't even sing. He just plays guitar. He just plays guitar. Mm-hmm. I'll be damned. Uh, did you know this? I had no idea. No, I didn't nope. either. Yep. Weird. That's, uh, that's cool and weird all at the same time. Hmm. So that's my little tiny little bit of we could have went way deep i will plug this other thing there's a podcast out there mm-hmm. uh, it's a true crime podcast if people like that and that's about this murder that took place 
after a Grateful Dead show in California, like in the 80s. Okay. And it was like a famously unsolved case. And the, the host of the show tracks down people that were at the concert and like following the band around. And it's pretty interesting to hear their like firsthand accounts of living as a Grateful Dead groupie or road, okay. you know, like yeah. traveling the band, following them all around, mm-hmm. how they survived and made money and that whole thing. Like there's a whole subculture just in the of the parking lots of the shows, you know? Weird. And there's a, a pretty good podcast out there. If you just, like, Google Grateful Dead podcast, it's, like, the first one that pops up. Hmm. Got my chips cashed in, keep trucking. Like the doo-dop man together. Does this change your mind about the Grateful Dead at all, Dolan? Or, I, or, or has your dad's influence just, like, you? I don't. I, I really don't have a personal vendetta or... <laughs> hatred hatred or you're just doing what your dad said i just yeah i just didn't i just didn't listen to him mm. you know i i still don't i mean i yeah not it's not like if i hear a grateful dead song i'm like oh it's garbage i mean it just i, I want you not could, on my playlist you could play one right now and i don't know if i could pick it out outside of maybe under hearing jerry's voice mm-hmm. yeah maybe. i i was that way like i i was not a grateful dead fan at all mm-hmm. and then i got into a couple of their albums um, American Beauty, I'd start there. That's hmm. almost like an alt-country sound for them. Oh. Terrapin Station is a great entry place uh, for them. Um, and then there's one, oh, it's in the late 70s. I can't think of the name of it right now, but it's got like a light blue, aqua blue cover, and there's um, some like a cityscape in it. I think it's 77. Hmm. That one's pretty good, too. But uh, American Beauty and Terrapin Station, for sure, is a, a good entryway into the dead. There right. we go. I'll give it a shot. So, all right, TripAdvisor for Kenai River. We got away from the brewery a little bit, but that's okay. Look, they told us to, right? I mean, look at the can. Oh, yeah. They told us to do this. Hey, they say not all that wander are lost. That's a Grateful <laughs> Dead thing. That so. is a Grateful <laughs> Dead thing. We wandered all around today. So TripAdvisor, four and a half out of five on 138 reviews. Here was the one I clipped out. And this is fun because this seems like my wife, maybe in a lot of ways. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, September 2019. It's just, it's just couples. Uh, I don't drink beer, but my husband does. I always try a sip. He ordered a flight. I like the Amber Nut. It was good. Wish he had ordered a full glass of that one. Ordered some hot chicken tenders. Those were fabulous. If you like hot chicken, then I suggest you order this along with the Amber Nut beer. Oh, see? Pairs well. There you chicken. go. There you go. Turkey. Yep. So there. That, she wishes that she could have... You know, it's like when the those memes of like, <laughs> those mm-hmm. are our fries, those are my fries. You know, oh. like that whole thing. I she doesn't she, want the beer, but she wants to. He wishes he would have got more of the beer. A little so bit more. She could have had some. Right. She could have ordered her own beer. Yeah. This, this has happened, and she still. My wife still claims she's not a beer fan, but there have been a there have been a handful of times where mm-hmm. when I order the flight, I'm like, "Oh, try this. I'm not going to like it. Oh, I like that." And mm-hmm. then she ends up drinking it, and I don't get it. Yeah. So you got to take the first sip. It happens. Yeah. It happens. It's okay. Untapped. Five hundred and thirty-six check-ins. So not that many. No. Mm-mm. I mean, you have to be unless you're in Alaska. Or one place in Washington State, yeah. right? You, you, you've got to be deliberate about going there to That's get it. That's right. So, 536 check-ins. Where do you think we land? Uh, 371. Ooh. Okay. Ooh, should I, did I telegraph that? 3.87. Three po- why why 3.87? 87. Touch oh, of gray. Touch of gray. There we go. Mm. Uh, not that cool. 3.52. So, oh. Right now? Yeah. I, three and a half. I, it's three and a half. Yeah. 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 Drinkable. Yeah. I would, yeah, I'd drink some more. I'd of that. probably mm. do a three seven five myself. Mm. I yeah. like it. 
Yeah. There's a I, hoppiness to it that I didn't anticipate that yeah. I kind of enjoyed. Hoppiness, so. maltiness, roasty, mm-hmm. uh, a little sweet, not bad. Uh, I, I like it. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm always a fan of breweries that make music tie-in mm-hmm. beers, so... Oh, if, yeah. If there's a music tie-in, I would generally order it. If there, it, but or a red, uh, something that you wouldn't necessarily see often. Yeah. Yep. I'll I'll take that. So or an Irish red or whatever you want to call so it. So like, it's, if they had this on a T-shirt, I would I would buy that. Oh, in a minute. Well, That'd be cool. I mean, obviously, look at the shirt you're wearing right now. Of course. Yep. Oh, there we go. All right, <laughs> that wasn't on accident, by the way. Uh, well, I wore my Alaska Brewing Company shirt. This, I, I was deliberate about that. Yeah, this morning. we're nerds. I know. <laughs> and especially since there's no cameras recording. Oh, yeah. All, nobody's right? going to know except the three of us. We did this for ourselves. Right. I yep. did this for, the, for yep. you, too. So. Uh, next week, we're going to stay in Alaska. We're going to do uh, uh, a regular IPA and a double IPA. And hopefully get a little 70s because the logo sure as hell is. Oh, okay. So. We'll cool. see. We'll see where we go with it. All right. But uh, I'm I'm looking forward to that one too. So, hi, fellas. We're not going anywhere for a while. Let's have another beer. Thank you for listening to a beer with Atlas. Special thanks to our brand team for producing the show. Each episode of a beer with Atlas is powered by Atlas Medstaff, an industry leader in travel healthcare staffing. <laughs>